Good evening, and welcome to Mile High Podcast. As always, we're your hosts tonight. We'll be telling you tales of drugs, pop culture, and using the word fuck a lot. Now remember, marijuana can be dangerous. Don't hurt yourself or your loved ones, but subscribe. Ladies and gentlemen, pay attention to the scribble because uh, Dave and Nancy are scribbling on their notepads because they're nerds preparing for uh, what's about to happen. We're about to do our fifth show. And uh, yeah, so welcome. This is the My Life Podcast. With me is Dave. What up? That's the extent what I got this What up? Is, it's been a long few days, so I'm, my energy's pretty low at this moment, so hopefully this weed's going to help me. Dave, Dave's been on an adventure, and uh, Nancy, who has been promoted from a guest host to a permanent co-host. Hi, Nancy. Hello. Welcome to, uh, welcome to Friday the 13th. Uh, this is a Friday the 13th. Dave specifically wanted me to mention this, so if I get this wrong, Dave, correct me. It's Friday the 13th, and it's a full moon. It's the first time that's happened in 20... 20 years. 20 years. Yes. So, if you're listening to this on the 15th, and you're like, what the hell are they talking about? It's because that's when we recorded it. It was on Friday the 13th. Yeah, you guys are probably listening to it, like, three or four days from now. Yeah. And like, who the fuck cares? That happened in the past. I'm glad you made it. Yeah. Right, right. So, hopefully you didn't get pulled over, because I'm sure there's a lot of fucking cops out tonight. So. Yeah. It's a dangerous night to be out, so, uh, and I think we have another Friday the 13th this year, actually. It's, I think, December. I, I, I believe you. You know what? Because we went and saw It too. Uh, Did you really? Yeah. Fuck. I, I just didn't have time. I was trying to, and there's, like, no theaters up in Yellowstone country. There's a lot of fucking dollar stores and Taco John's up in Wyoming, oddly enough. I've never had Taco John's. It's horrible. Don't go there. It's, <laughs> there's the only reason, because that's, like, that's... That's Wyoming people's version of Mexican food is Taco John's, so... You know what, it's really, and just because I know useless information, they have a problem with dollar stores right now. Mom and pop stores are, hate dollar stores because they're coming into these communities. They're undercutting them. They're undercutting them. You know, they talk about how Walmart did that to communities, but they said what really hurts them, Walmart hurts a big-ass community. You know what I mean? You're talking about 50,000 people. You put a Walmart in there, you're kind of hurting that community. But we put a dollar store in a community of 1,500 people. Because then what happens is the grocery stores slowly lose business. But also the grocery stores have a bigger staff than those dollar stores. So when the grocery stores leave, those dollar stores are employing a third to maybe half of what the grocery stores were. So then you have less money in the community at all. So it's, it's and a chain, do produce. chain reaction. Yeah. So there you go. You're news. <laughs> and that's the, the po- latest in dollar store news. Yeah, uh, for some reason I know shit Aren't about that. Are they growing faster than Starbucks? Or they are. They're, they're the one would, of the highest growing stores yeah, out there. I saw a lot of towns that were like population 200 people, and there's a fucking dollar store <laughs> and a gas station, and they're all Sinclair gas stations, too. Yeah. Oh, oh Sinclair's the dinosaurs? pretty big. Yeah, Love with those. the dinosaur. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it is crazy, and there's no produce in them, so that's uh, yeah. something else as well. So, and that, weirdly enough, the discussion about the food in the dollar store is perfect for what we're going to talk about tonight. Our main uh, food, food, the munchies. It's, 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 it's the munchie night. So, uh, it's a discussion of food uh, as it comes to after getting high. Um, but we have started off, we, we usually start off with a joint, but we're, we start off with a bowl this time. From, and I apologize to this dispensary if I don't say it right, because... Uh, a doggy. There you go. Agati. Agati on uh, Washington and 120th. It's a pretty decent dispensary, man. They, Rocky Road doesn't give me deals, man. But I walked into Agati <laughs> and I signed up for their loyalty bonus and I get 20% off all my purchases ever. Really? Right, right on. Was it free to join? Yeah, it's free to join. That's a great If you're out of state, you can come in here and you can sign up for it and it's $50 for a year. It's, it's a pretty good deal. Now, that means they kind of bump up their prices to adjust to the 20% difference, but their prices, I will say, are reasonably connected. They're comparable to other places. So, what we're smoking out of the bowl first is Cookie Monster. It is a Indica, uh, and it's... You don't usually go for that. I don't usually go for that, but uh, I've, I've kind of changed up my Indica rule, and... Uh, so if we start falling asleep in about 10-15 minutes, it's because we broke the indica rule. It's, a, it's an upper indica is what they're saying. So that's what we're starting off with. Um, 
And then as we go on to other ones, I guess we'll mention them as we're going forward. Do you want to go ahead and no, tell them? Yeah, let's just, do it all. Yeah, let's remember. Uh, yeah, we'll remember later. Okay, okay. we're going to do it later. Um, <laughs> we're giving ourselves a lot of credit for trying yeah. to remember, but we're pretty bad. But well, we gotta, well, we'll remember lighting stuff up, I hope. Yeah. So let's do something different. We like to do a whole bunch of tangents, but let's let's just start off with our main our main subject, and then we'll see where that takes us. It is food. It is the idea of stoner food. Uh, Dave and I are by no means small guys. Uh, you know, <laughs> I am down thirty five pounds. I actually yeah, lost really seven good. pounds. Nice. Very since going to Chicago and to Yellowstone. That's a challenge in Chicago. It That's is impressive. Yeah. So I I had one piece of pizza. I had one Chicago dog. Um, and then I had a cheeseburger. I mostly lived on cheese sticks and Coke Zeros when I was up in Yellowstone. <laughs> so that, that probably helped quite a bit. So today's my 16th anniversary, and we went to uh, this really cool restaurant in Denver called Linger, and I ate the fuck out of all them carbs that they gave me. And so I'm feeling a little bloated. I might have a, a blah here or two, but um, I might excuse myself here a little bit later. Right. But it was great. It was fucking awesome. The food was great. You deserved it 16 years. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary from all of us at the Mahai Podcast. Um, so, uh, and even with that, uh, we, Dave, Dave and I have always been appreciative of food, you know. Yeah. And uh, Nancy likes food. I have a strange relationship with food. Yeah, you have a kind of up-down <laughs> relationship with it when it no, comes... No, I love food. I just know that I love it too much. So I allow myself little windows where I will gorge myself. I will eat more than both of you combined in a day. But then for, like, the next week, I'll live on, like, lettuce, cottage cheese, and protein shakes. And I don't mind that because it's worth the wait. It's called the manic diet. <laughs> it is not the manic diet. It's called maintenance. It's an 80-20 rule. As long as you maintain your 5 to 10-pound window, you are fine. Well, and, and so we're, we, we could probably talk restaurants and Denver and food a, a lot. But what we're specific, specifically talking about is we're talking about munchy food. We are talking about that thing that you get really high and, like, you crave. Like, when I drink, I, I crave uh, greasy food. I, I just, I'm like, I'm drunk. I would like my food to be a little liquidy, too, but just greasy. Uh, but high, high gives me a little different of a change. So I'm going to start off with Nancy. Nancy, you just named me. You're super high. You get what your first level of food. What's the first thing that you get? That's just one item chocolate. to our buffet. Chocolate. Chocolate. A more specific chocolate, or does it matter? Preferably in peanut butter cup form. Oh my god! Or, I, that's why we're good friends. Yes. Because that's, uh, that's that's my favorite. Or ice cream, but not like milk chocolate. Like I want a dark chocolate. I want it. And I wish more companies would make ice cream that is chocolate mixed with fruit, because I've done that myself, where I put my own fruit in chocolate ice cream, and it's so much better than people give it credit for. It's just amazing. But, yeah, chocolate. All right. I'm talking, like, peanut butter cups from, like, chocolate shops. Right. Not, I mean, Reese's is fine, especially if they want to, you know, ever advertise on our show. Give us a lifetime <laughs> surprise, supply of Reese's. Reese's yeah. But every once in a while, I treat myself <laughs> to, like, a fancy peanut butter cup that's, like, the size of a sandwich. See, I will differ from you. The Reese's peanut butter cup in all forms is my favorite candy. Like, what's your five favorite candies? And all of them are different versions of Reese's. <laughs> That's fair. And then Snickers is number six. It's a strong candidate. Yeah, it's a great fucking candy. But I actually don't eat a lot of sweet when I'm high. Uh, my wife is a baker, so we always have, like, cookies and brownies and all sorts of shit around. But I will go to quesadillas. That is my number one go-to. One, because it literally takes, you know, a minute to cook. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. There are two different, let me ask you, there are two different specific quesadillas. Are you the kind of guy who will take out the pan? And yeah. 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 No, I'm just saying, I know what you're doing, so you do the microwave. I, I do the microwave, yeah. but I'm. it's more of a vehicle for salsa. I love really spicy food, and I get really good salsa. I'm like real picky about that. So really the quesadilla is just a salsa delivery vehicle to my mouth. Yummy. Yeah. And then we'll follow it up with popsicles. I fucking gorge on popsicles. I love popsicles. Interesting. Because when you're high, you're thirsty. And then you're looking for sweet. So it's satisfying your sweet tooth and it's making you hydrated. Well, I'm always thinking science. And I love, I love, I love the answers. Um, I'm not a huge chocolate. I'm not a huge sweet person. No, you're not. Did you want one of these? No, I'm good. Okay. 
I'm so, not good with edibles. Are we going to do the shout-outs that we are doing right now? Yeah, we're going to do the shout-outs, and then Dave, Dave can tell us why we're not good with edibles. So we are having baked turtle brownies. Made by Love's Oven. And they came from... The Green Dragon. The Green Dragon. We're going to give a specific shout-out, though, to a Green Dragon on 6th Avenue in Chambers. Because they our, have my Mickey twin. Because they have Mel's Mickey twin. She works there. I saw her... Uh, it was good to see her. We were very excited. I'll have to go. I will yeah. drive all the way out to Aurora to see her again. But these were actually bought in the one in Thornton. But if you're in the 6th, if you're near 6th Avenue in Chambers in Aurora, go check out the Green Dragon. I think they have pretty reasonable prices. And they have this really cool shirt that says, I, I love, love weed and, and like, like two, two people. people. <laughs> but and I really I, want it, but they never have it in my size. Yeah. So. But if you're a size large or extra large in women, they always have it. So we're eating, so that's what we're doing right now. Dave is not, tell us about why you say no to an edible. All right, so, like, if it's a gummy, then that's one thing. Like, mm. I've been good with gummies. So there's two reasons why I hate edibles, like brownies and shit. The first one is um, I had just gotten my red card, never had a, an edible before, and the um, bud tender at Ganja Gourmet, uh, now closed, uh, gave me a brownie, didn't tell me that uh, anything about waiting and didn't tell anything about only eating a little bit so then i proceeded to go and watch inception that mind fuck of a movie by oh, from chris so nolan yeah well in the middle of it the whole fucking world just like started fluxing in and out like the world was breathing and i about lost my mind i had eaten the whole fucking brownie yeah exactly and i had eaten the whole fucking thing he didn't tell me just like nibble on a corner i ate the whole fucking thing and then like oh nothing's happening and then, like, an hour into the movie, like, the whole fucking world just Weird. changed. And it really, it made me feel really strange. It was like, you know, it, the weed definitely turned. I usually have really good experiences mm-hmm. on weed, but that was, like, that shit turned on me. On weed. Uh, weed on the weed. worst, my, my worst fucking story is, uh, it was a San Francisco and the Baltimore Ravens playing in the Super Bowl. And my dad gave me a brownie. And I was like... Yeah, I told him about my experience that I just told you guys about, and he gave me, like, a little nug of brownie, and fuck, dude, I got so high, I was, like, getting, like, super paranoid, and then all of a sudden I started, like, sweating and throwing up, and then my wow. vision started collapsing in on me, and legitimately, I had to call the fucking paramedics because this little nug of brownie um, just completely fucked me up. Now you're freaking would, me out, now well, you So <laughs> what ended up happening was I was on uh, bronchitis medicine. And I ate the brownie, and the two hated each other and had a little war within my body. So it was my own wow. fault, but it, like, really fucked me up. And then there was, like, this real shitty nurse and at the end, and he was just, nurse like, this Cratchit. little... Well, he was a dude, so it was, like, Nurse Cratchit as a bald little short motherfucker. And he, like, was giving me a guilt trip because I had a kid, but I wasn't driving. I didn't have the kid with me when I was eating it. Right. But he, like, was giving me all a guilt trip like I'm a shitty father, and so enough to where I fucking called up the hospital livid and I got the whole thing taken care of. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. That's, that's So I'm not real good with weed. Because, you know, edibles. you know, mm. you're, you're a responsible partier. I don't know what to call that. Like, they say drink responsibly. You can't say smoke responsibly. Consume responsibly. Yeah, I'm a good drink. consumer. Yeah. So I'm going to light up Dave's joint right now. Well, yeah, see, so, and the funny thing is when you read stories like, uh, uh, Marine Dodd, I think, did a story about, or somebody a few years ago about medical marijuana in uh, Colorado. And, and what, she ate that whole... She, sorry, you tell your it, story. Well, no, no, it, it, she ate it. It, it. It's the edible aspect of it that I think really throws people off. Here, I'm not going to light your joint. You light your own joint. That was That's well, rude of me. I, I was going to open it. Yeah, so, that was disrespectful. Weed etiquette there. I was like, I'll just open weed your weed. Weed etiquette. It's a real thing. Yeah. But there is um, something that you can do is you can honor somebody with being able to light it. But you don't like lighting. I was going to let you light it because you have your promotion, but you said you don't like lighting. I love smoking joints, but I have really bad... I make them run, or I guess as the kids nowadays call them, canoe, um, <laughs> every time I light it. I, yeah, yeah, canoe. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I, I think, recently heard a teenager use it. So my mom, who's like old school weed smoker from like Woodstock days, she says it's because of how they roll it, like how yeah. tight it is. And so it's not your fault. It's, I, it's, you know, it's the roller's fault. It's not your fault. The register guy, oh, can't register guy. <laughs> the cashier, a couple of the weed shops has told me to do what you're doing right now. We're not on TV, so you can't see, but he's like unrolling the end and loosening it and kind of shaking yeah, and it around. Tapping it. 
But I don't understand the concept of what I'm looking I don't know what the end result is supposed to be, I guess. So I just trust everyone else. Well, do you want to start this one to honor no. your promotion? No, right. not on Friday the 13th. I've okay. had a fairly lucky Friday the 13th, so we're going to keep it going. Yeah. Um, so we went on a, on a little tangent about the weed that we're... Oh, tell us about the weed that we're smoking, Dave. Yes. Uh, right. You were right. We will notice. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, I got this shit called Super... No, Lemon Skunk from Medicine Man. Um, they're off of Havana and like Jewel in Aurora and I've had good experiences with their older store which is on Gnome in Peoria um, but I went in there and I told you like I think it was last week or the week before that I've never really had any shitty butt tenders uh, but I was like trying to get this guy super jazzed about the show and ask him all sorts of questions and the guy didn't want to deal with any of my shit so I asked him for a good chatty sativa so Either we're going to be real chatty here in a few minutes, or we're not going to... sabotage. Yeah, or he's going to be a real fucking douche and just kind of will know that he didn't... I give us you a, just said that last week, didn't you? Oh, I think it was, because we were talking about Rocky Road. Yeah. yeah. And I was saying about the butt tenders, like, they've all yeah. been... This guy... They're always there, because yeah. they're open late. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Rocky Road, it's open late. If there's nowhere else, there's Rocky Road. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, the guy that I... At the place that I can't ever remember the name, Adia... Medea, I don't know what the name. I'm sorry. I like your dispensary, but you're weirdly named. Oh, it's right here. It's Igadi. I G A D I. Is it Igadi like uh, iguana? Igadi. It's. I think it. It. It, it feels like. I. I, I mean, think Bucati. Like the car. It feels like it a, has a C in it though. It well, no, I know, but it's similar. <laughs> it feels like a Native American word for mountains because it has a picture of a mountains behind it. You know, it feels like something that like that was named after that has a, a Native American name but then they named it after a white guy from like 1843 you know so but Agati I may look it up but yeah it's a good place but uh so a similar um, story to that is marijuana is a made up word that was um literally made because it sounded Mexican hmm. mm. there's a great book about that it's called The Emperor Wears No Clothes I can't remember the author but it talks <coughs> all about how Anslinger, the head of the FBI, back in, I, I want to say the, the 40s and 50s is when this started. Maybe 30s, actually. Sorry. But he uh, he basically was out to vilify weed, and he was paid by the DuPont family to vilify it as a hemp product. As a hemp, yep. It was being used for textiles, and it was a direct competitor. So it's a really great book, and they talk about that in there, how they made it sound more Mexican and Scary. Yeah, in the 30s, they uh, 30s. hated fucking Mexicans coming right. into the country, so... Yeah. Some things never, Some things never fucking change. Right. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, the main subject that we were on, I'm going to deviate all the way back here because we, we don't always do it. We The food and chocolate. Here, oh, and I, wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to judge both your guys' answers and then I'm going to give you mine. Chocolate, uh, that's, uh, you know, when you have the computer in front of you, you get to be the one to sit in judgment, <laughs> I guess. Uh, chocolate, I like chocolate. It, it, I, I'm not driven to it when I'm high. I'm randomly driven to it, I think, when I'm happy. Like, chocolate makes people happy, but, like, when you're, like, having a good, like, skipping down the road type shit, that's when I want chocolate. And as far as Reese's, the best Reese's are Reese's Pieces, because E.T. probably. I don't know. I'm easily influenced. Uh, I, too, am a microwave quesadilla guy, and I hate it because I know how much better it is when I get so much work. David's culinary, too. David's a hell of a chef, too, you know? Yeah. It's like the electrician, you go to their house and they have the wires sticking out. Yeah. 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 But it's quick. Yeah, it's quick. It's the best part about it. I can't judge. My drunk food is Jack in the Box tacos, which are (laughs) not even meat, I don't think. I, I... Pretty sure it's dog food. <laughs> I was driving Lyft with a lady who worked at Jack in the Box, and I stole the story about how my father-in-law at one time wanted to order 50 Jack in the Box tacos, or 100, and they were like, no, we just, we don't, we don't have that many tacos. And this lady was like, yeah, we'll make it that many. If somebody orders them, we'll, you know, we'll make them. She's like, but I don't love the tacos. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm weird. I don't love the tacos either. You know, and I, I try to describe, here's my description of a Jack in the Box taco. You literally put a bunch of shit in something and then dropped it in a deep fryer. Yeah, that's great. That's all it you looks can like do. Shit. <laughs> but it's better than Taco it. John's. <laughs> it's just way better than Taco John's. Good to know. <clears throat> um, 
<laughs> so yeah, I, I do the same thing with uh, with the, with the quesadilla. My my high food is all is literally a condiment: cheese on whatever I can put cheese on, and peanut butter, and peanut butter. Exactly. Yeah, it's cheese and peanut butter, and I will salty. put peanut. Yeah. I like salty. You like salty? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'll put peanut butter on some. I'll put peanut butter on pizza, like especially cold pizza. That's strange. Yeah. That's very strange. I eat peanut butter and pickles. I, I will you put, put chips in your peanut butter sandwiches, don't you? See, I, that's do. A, that, I did that when I was. You know, the reason why it probably looked like I do today is because I was making peanut butter and Lay's chips sandwiches when I was a kid. Yeah, that's how I, I do the funny. same thing. Peanut butter and a banana. It's peanut butter exists peanut a lot. Peanut butter it's and very versatile. Bomb. Especially yeah. if you whip the banana into the peanut butter and then use it like a spread. Yeah. So yeah, those are my two all sorts of things. I think I ought to have my notebook out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> spread banana peanut butter. All right. And then do it almost like um, a grilled cheese. Yeah, like you're creating a... Like, yeah. not in a microwave, though. It sounds so funny. It's to toast the bread. <laughs> it's not to just melt the Ooh. peanut butter. We should have done this podcast in your kitchen so we can, like, make shit oh, as we're talking. Right. <laughs> well, and yeah, we... yeah. If I go really extreme, listen, so, uh, you know, Nancy's right about the culinary thing. And so when I when I get stoned, and that's what we'll go to next. The thing that I would I, I like to make, I would love to make, uh, and I've made a few times, is a grilled peanut butter, banana, and bacon, bacon. sandwich. An, Elv- an Elvis classic. It's disgustingly wonderful. Uh, when I was in a culinary school here... We had a contest in the morning. We were selling uh, who, who, who people were to make their own thing on the menu because we sold within the student union or the student cafeteria, and whoever got the most was won. And chef, the chef there was like, I told him what I was gonna do. He's like, that's crazy. I'm like, listen, Elvis is huge. It's super intriguing, and I know how to make the shit out of this sandwich. And he was like, no, it'll never work. And sure enough, I sold the shit out of those sandwiches because peanut butter, banana, and bacon is fucking. The perfect combination. If I'm going to take more than 15 minutes to make a stoner food, and I really want to do it, that's one of the things I'm going to make. Yeah. You have also one time gotten stoned with me and made, it was a grilled cheese with green apple and bacon in it. That was really good. Yeah. And I don't, I like sweet mostly when I'm stoned. I mean, for the most part. But there are a couple of salty things. That, that stood out. If you're going to pull a recipe out of your recipe box, Dave, if you're super stoned, and you're like, I'm, I'm not going to microwave this t- tortilla and cheese. I am going to pull out the knife. I'm pull out the board. I'm going to – what are you doing? What's the thing that you're going to do? So that's actually a two-part answer because um, there's two different ways. I don't really smoke a lot during the, the late afternoons or early evenings because that's usually family time. But in the occasion that I, you know, I have to write early, so I'll smoke a little bit, then I'll write, and then it's like 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and it's time for me to make dinner, I go fucking all out. I'm like roasting shit, barbecuing shit, Um, and it sounds simple, but I make the fuck out of a cheeseburger. Like, I am doing all sorts of crazy fucking cheeseburgers and shit, and I'm bombing. But everything's like more spice, more flavor, whereas normally it would be like, you know, something... You know, you know, weird. There's no way that you and I can just make simple dishes like right. mac and cheese. We have to fucking put shit in there. And, yeah. Um, but when I'm high, it goes to like I'm think I'm fucking Grant Ackett's or uh, Gordon Ramsay when I'm fucking <laughs> cooking high. Right. And you realize how much how great their pantries actually are. Like you look in the even on like Chopped or like any show where they run into a pantry. I'm like, I have a bunch of shit in my pantry, a bunch of shit that, uh, you know, enhances the meal. But I do not have pantries like Ina Garden does that shit all the time. She's like, well, just pantry. go to your pantry and get, like, the truffle oil, uh, which is weird. And I the do have truffle. garlic and yeah. all that stuff you uh, always fucking have. Fucking truffle oils. I hate truffle oil. I don't oil. like truffle either. That's terrible. I, I get it when it's a hint of it, but I feel like people just overuse it. Oh, yeah. And they still, like, we have truffle oil, so they have to put the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah, like I, I don't so, need the like, oil on the table. It's not a condiment to me. Yeah, it's it, a cooking sauce. I think it'd be. I, I have. I've had great truffle fries, but I think there's a there's a, a level that people they just don't under people don't understand how to use <laughs> truffle oil to the best of their abilities. And I think sometimes certain types of mushroom flavors taste a certain type of mushroom way that, for some reason, in my mind, it subconsciously reminds me of what how a mushroom is formed, and it grosses me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I don't, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll eat bugs in food competitions if I have to. I'm not weak stomach by any means, but it makes me think about it. I don't know. 
I don't even know. We were talking about your burgers. So yeah, yeah it, it sorry. Burger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Burgers are good, man. So you do that. That that's your. Well, I would say yeah. I'd say the cheese complication. You you make it overly complicated. When I do. Yeah. 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 But okay. I, you know, I do a lot of really good shit, and I love cooking all sorts of weird stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys have done this, but I re- legitimately think that I'm on like Master Chef or Chopped when I'm fucking high and cooking. I'm like, what can I find in my fridge and let's make it fucking awesome? And you know, I'm like playing these competitions while I'm cooking. Um, just because it, it's keeping my, uh, I'm high from the sativa, so it's making my mind go. So I'm trying to like. Do you time yourself? Um, yeah, I have like built-in times in, in my night because okay. I'm now I'm kind of OCD like that. Um, so I'm like, we have to have dinner by six o'clock, and so that I have like 45 minutes. If I get a late start, I have like 45 minutes to make a bomb ass meal. <laughs> so that's kind of my timer. See, I I auditioned for the season one of Master Chef, and. My family actually uh, plays chopped at least once a year. Like at their house? Yeah, we have like, uh, we get the family together and then like uh, we all just play chopped. My mom will bring in a, a grocery bag with uh, different <coughs> items. And what the way that we do it differently is one, one person or group does the uh, entree, one person or group does the appetizer, and one person or group does the dessert and it's hella fun man it's a good one and it it is timed and she will just straight up you know it's like if the first round's 15 minutes in the show we maybe get 20 minutes you maybe get 30 minutes for an entree and everything but you are and she picks weird shit you know what I mean she and usually what it is with my mom she literally will go through because I shop with her all the time and we love sales like we fucking love the shit out of like I'm like that. That sauce used to be nine dollars and eighty-seven cents, and they're clearing it out, and it's a dollar eighty-three. And I have this coupon, and now it's sixty-eight cents. Right, and and it's like you know, I don't like turtle sauce with salamander, and that, you something you would never buy, but you're like, well, shit for a dollar eighty-three, sixty-seven yeah. cents. <laughs> We're going to do it, and my mom found a reasonable you. When she buys too much shit like that, that's when she plays Chopped. She's like, you know what we should do? Play Chopped, because I have these things that make absolutely no sense that I need to get out of my pantry. That's a Dude, that's good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. a really good idea. Um, what's really cool is that um, we have a very similar tradition in my family. Um, my in-laws uh, will buy baskets of secret ingredients, and they'll come up with lists and shit. Um, to give to me, my wife, my sister-in-law, and now my kid, because he's been in cooking classes and stuff. And so, you know, they'll all sign different rounds and shit, and then Christmas uh, Day breakfast is all these, like, cool fucking um, dishes that we come up with. The, based with on the this, mystery ingredients? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. one of the most yeah. fun things. I look forward to it all fucking year. We're like, we're, like it'll be 4th of July, and we're trying to plan our... Uh, Chop baskets, like what are we gonna do? Like, you know, yeah, kind of shit. I don't mind doing it for events like that, but I actually, it's 2019 and this is really reflecting the gender roles are like reversed. I hate cooking unless it's baking for an event specifically. That's about it. I like making cookies around the holidays and stuff, but the rest of the time, nah, I'll chop, you cook. Well, I see that actually is pretty common now. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that chefs are legit celebrities. And then you have, like, yeah. the Emeralds of the world, Gordon Ramsay's, uh, Jamie Oliver. And you see these, like, strong, talented men. And so it's kind of driving <coughs> men to be like, I could all learn to cook. And so you're seeing, kind of seeing that balance. But you're also seeing um, more female chefs getting yeah. notoriety and getting noticed because more females are going into the restaurant world knowing that they have a legitimate shot now. Um, to be successful, where probably in the past it was all swinging dicks around. Yeah, yeah. That's it's awesome. funny. I I grew up learning to cook. I know how to cook. I can cook, and I do, but I don't enjoy it. I just it's a means to an end. The cooking comes from the females in my family, and that's why where I've learned from. But I'm the one who continues it online. But it was my grandmother, and it was my mother, and it was my other grandmother's recipes. It was. The females in the family that passed down the recipes, and I, and I and I picked them up and ran along with them. And I think, you know, that's that could be what it has to be, you know. And we have so much options to cook with, so. Yeah. yeah. But the cool thing is that now you're passing it down. Uh, I'm doing the same thing. I learned it from my mom. She learned it from 
uh, her sister-in-law and her mom and her dad actually was a pretty decent cook, which is kind of weird for back in the 60s. Um, but she loves cooking. She loves going through recipes. Like, I can't follow a recipe to save my life. I make everything up. Uh, but she, her love of cooking translated to me. And, you know, that's where our gender swapped. My sister doesn't cook for shit. I don't think um, you use that word right. I'm probably not, but... <laughs> I, I that sounds like a mom. weird Freaky Friday or vice versa. Uh, like, but okay. But you know what I mean? It's like my, you know, it was had always been women up to, to me. Right. And then now I'm continuing that love of cooking down to my son. Right. Um, so, you know, there is the change, but we're still passing down those traditions and that love of cooking. It just, you know, the genders were... Do you have a weird... I have a Is weird swap. Uh, yeah, gender, gender swap. Just I don't know. <laughs> a, a, a gender role. Reverse. Gen- yeah, that. I don't know. It's a stereotype, anyways, because the truth is, like in world history, when you think of famous chefs, it is usually men. Right. Even you know, a long time ago, but in the home, I think women stereotypically did the home cooking. I'm so stuck on gender swap. It makes me think of. <laughs> it does. It makes me think of you know, like two people. Touched a touched a freaking spatula. You don't understand. Yeah, like she's like, I'm cooking all the time, and he's like, Yeah, I'm a really hard worker. And they're like, Oh, that's great. It's so hard to do that. And then they they both touch the spatula. They're like, I wish I was you. And then it just. That's oh, hopefully it starts Kirk Cameron. Yeah, it has to start. It's like because that's a bag. That is a that is a throwback version of people's <laughs> roles in this country. And if anyone knows throwback crazy Christian versions, it's <laughs> Kirk Cameron. Wow, that, that went off on a weird spur. There. I have I have deep rooted. I really love chopped. Of, <laughs> I have I have, I have really deep rooted feelings about Kirk. Cameron. I like watching some of those shows, and then sometimes I get frustrated because I can't taste it. So I don't know. I just take their words. See, I am it. just opposite. I devour cooking shows, and I love the competition with. I, I don't really watch more of like the learn how to cook shows. Right. All mine are like the cooking competitions. So Master Chef, Top Chef. Um, I love the great um, British Baking Championship. Yeah, uh, I watch that sometimes. Yeah, that's I, I fucking love those, and that that's my porn. I watch plenty of porn too, but to me, um, mostly it's food porn. I I liked Mike Seaver. But I really just have a problem with Kirk Cameron. I just wanted to. I mean, I I, I can't. People people need to understand that Mike Seaver is a good character. No, what I was really going to say. I mean, I was going to say. If he was stoned, because that was the topic. Oh, I don't want to know because he won't stop talking. Mike, yeah, (laughs) Mike Seaver, much better person than Kirk Cameron in my mind. Or at least less weird. Um,. I have a weird food obsession, and the reason I don't go to thrift stops, thrift stores as much as I do anymore is because when I go into a thrift store and they have a special deal and I can get a cookbook on their half-price sale or whatever, I will just buy cookbooks. And they're weird. But why? You can just store recipes. Online, I know. Yeah. But I, 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 like, I love a tangible cookbook. It's like, and they are weird, random things. It's like... Not be- better Homes and Gardens, Best Recipes of 1978. I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's something that I'm going to cook in the future. But it, And I have a weird, vast collection of cookbooks because I buy them when I go into thrift shops. Do you actually cook recipes from them? Yeah, or at least versions of said recipes. They definitely <laughs> give me ideas of where to go yeah, from. I'm, but some of that stuff yeah. doesn't even exist anymore, you know, when they use brand names. Yeah, when I read a recipe, I'll look at their ingredients and like, ah, oh, figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I have a huge collection of cookbooks, and I look, I just flip through them because the pictures are beautiful, and I like to look at the recipes and stuff. But I could not follow a recipe to save my life. My ADHD <sighs> is so bad, I cannot follow along. So I'll fuck some up. Where if I just go and like freestyle it, it comes out pretty good. Here's a weird thought. I think cookbooks because I do the same thing to a certain degree. I think cookbook, thank God that fiction books did not decide to do the same thing cookbooks did. Could you imagine if you were reading fiction books and every other page had a picture representing what was on that following page? It's a kid's book. I know, but it didn't move on to that. Like, like cookbooks do that same thing. Like, I have read uh, The Art of French Cooking because it doesn't have any fucking pictures. It's just recipe after recipe. And I've read it like I read a book because I've got to read the next recipe. But all these other ones, you do, you flip through, oh, that's a really good picture. And then you look, and you're like, well, that's lettuce, and that's, you know, you don't even read the yeah. recipe. 
But that's but, why I enjoy the cookbooks. That's why I, I don't read them for the recipes. I read them just to like look at the pictures. I'm so visual. Yeah, but that's just it. I think we are. But imagine if they made fiction books like that. Where, yeah, where it was like, oh, you, well, that's how we would read. You know, the Da Vinci Code would just be like, oh, there's a dead guy. And you look <laughs> to the next page and you're like, the Mona Lisa, what's going on here? And then, you know, every once in a while you'd look at the words on the page. You're like, oh, his name is this, you know. I'm just saying, yeah, if fiction books were like that, we would yeah, not read. We would absolutely not read. Um, so food is fun, and we're, we'll stay relatively in the realm of food. If you have something to say about food, keep talking about food. If you have opinions on Kirk Cameron, please <laughs> go ahead and put those out there as well. Um, I like Candace Cameron. Um, but we're going to move on to something else we wanted to do, and it's, and it's like prepping these are kind of tricky because naturally we just start telling stories about how it was before weed was legal. You know, if it was just us hanging out, it would be that way. But now it's like a setup to it. So next we're going to talk about how weed's legal and how we were smoking before we did. Good stories. Just stories that, like, fucking let, remind people what it was like when you were sneaking behind places and you are going to shady places to get weed. So... I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to take Please this do. one. And what's funny is like we think that we have themes, but literally the show is just talk, telling weed stories. Yeah. About from when we were growing up and shit. And we can have a whole podcast that is just called Weed Stories from Before It Was Legal. Clearly we can talk about whatever we... <laughs> Dave and I literally... Like sometimes it's Tuesday when we planted, but Dave was like... Dave reached out to me yesterday. He's like, hey, what were we going to talk about? And he gave me, like, two things. He was like, video games and food. And I was like, I like food. And how about weed stories? He's like, great, great. That's Those are what our planning meetings are. <laughs> so, you know, and then and I'm then sure. you call and tell me, like, on the way home from work on the day of yeah, recording. Yeah, I give the you. the topic is. I'm like, oh, and okay. You, and you kill it every time. That's why you got your promotion. Oh, thank you. I'm honored. <laughs> I'm telling you. This is, like, one off the list. It so, must be a very long list if this was on it. <laughs> well, I am thorough. So. Man, your uh, LinkedIn is going to be really impressive to people now. Yeah, this is not connected to my LinkedIn. <laughs> no, but your Nancy Wilson. Nancy Wilson yeah. needs a LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is your name, right? I can't. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Just don't call her her sister. She <laughs> hates when they call her Anne. It's very annoying. It's not any relation. Yeah. Like bags and Buster Bunny. Um, but, so, my fa- one of my favorite stories, and I probably told this on the first show that no one ever heard, and so Dave, everyone in here will hear it again, but so this is, this story's just for the audience, because they've never heard this one before, but I'm living in Florida, and it's not really easy to get weed in Florida, it's just, it's just not, you know, at least it wasn't when it was not legal, and I was hanging out with a bunch of people that worked for a certain rodent. And so we were all like, it was 420, and we're like, we're going to go over and get high at James's house. And I'm like, yeah, everybody's going to come get high at my house. And, and this guy, Sean, was like, listen, I can get, I want to say it's blueberry pancake. He, I think he said, it's it's blueberry pancake, and it's going to be sweet. We're going to get so blazed. It's the kindest butt out there. And I was like, great, how much do you need? And he's like, $40 or $50. I don't know. He needed and what sounded like a reasonable amount for fucking kind bud in 2001 in Florida. And uh, so he fucking, I have like 16 people over at my house. And we're all just hanging out, having a good time. Now, granted, no one of these other motherfuckers had weed. You know what I mean? Like 16 people showed up at my house. I'm like, I'll just get you all blazed. Because before I moved to Florida, I lived in Colorado and I could get lots of weed. And I got people blazed for a long time in Colorado. But I was like, just come over to my house. My boy Sean's going to hook us up. I, I kid you not. Sean showed up to the house, and he's like, yeah, smell that shit. And he opened this, like, little baggie, and I was like, is this like a uh, like a preview so I can smell it? Just bring the whole thing. He's like, no, this is it. I, I swear to you, it was a gram. It was maybe a gram and a half with 16 fools who did not have their own weed. And then, But they were all kind of young, and you could weed was still kind of new then, so you were like, or not new, but... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but... New to that age. New, new to that generation. Yeah, new to that age. New to part of life. So everybody took, like, one hit of it, and I took two because I loaded the bowl and I paid for the weed. And then everybody was like, oh, you're right. This is the kindest butt ever. Oh, I'm super high. And it's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that was... 
that was embarrassing. That was like <sighs> me and my roommate at the time. He yeah, he was like, "What the fuck? Why are all these fools here?" And that's all the weed that you got. And I'm like, "Man, I don't know. I just gave him money." <laughs> so that's my poor before weed story. Or before before BL BL before legalization. So. Who would like to tell me their BL story next? Oh, my before legalization stories, like, I don't have anything that compares to that. All of mine... That wasn't that great of a story, Dave. It was depressing. No, but that was a long... That was a pinnacle moment in your life. It's like, look at this is... Look how far we've come. It was a very um, well-spoken story um, about something that was really impactful. And all of mine are just, like, real small moments that I remember from before uh, everything went legal. Um, I think I talked about this on the mysterious first episode about our drug dealer fucking drove a cop car. And not like old-time cop car. I mean, like, current uh, model of cop car. And he's a drug dealer. Who the fuck buys a police car and you're a drug dealer? Worst fucking drug dealer ever. And then I'm the second worst drug dealer ever because... I bought a fuck ton of weed from this fucking idiot, <laughs> and I didn't know what I was doing, and nobody's, there's like no classes, so I ended up being like, uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna sell like as much as I can, and then nobody bought it, because I just smoked everybody up. So I smoked over an ounce of weed, I was like, I don't know, 18, 19 years old, I fucking uh, was the worst drug dealer besides the dude that fucking had the coffee. It's like Friday, did he come get you? I no, I... No, I paid up front. I guess that's a thing. Is paying up. I, I, it was announced. Yeah. I was supposed to break it into quarters, right. and there was like twenty five bucks a quarter, or something like that. Think about that now, man. You get fucking uh, some kind fucking shit that has been researched, um, and we got like twenty five dollars for fucking something we don't. It was ditch weed. Yeah. No, it was, and it's great because I, I love when people who. Everybody you knew sold weed. You know what I mean? Everybody had this great idea. They were like, you know what I'll do, man? I will totally sell weed to my friends. I'll just buy it from Bill, the drug dealer, and then I will sell it to them. Not realizing that, like, all your stupid-ass friends also go to Bill, the drug dealer. Yeah. It's like, you just... I think everybody at one point or another thinks, I know so many people who smoke weed, right. I could sell weed. Right. Yeah. But you're all getting it from the exact same... Bill, and Bill doesn't care. You're like, yeah, Bill, you know, I'm going to take this QP and... We're going to have some, like, you know, you're going to have some competition, and Bill doesn't give a fuck. He's like, whatever, I just sold you your QP for way more than I paid for that shit, and you'll give up after the first time you lose a little bit of money. So another moment I had on weed, um, I love, I don't like listening to, like, heavy metal music and smoke weed, but, like, if I'm at a heavy metal show, I like to smoke weed, and so um, we were at a Pantera show. And it was me. <laughs> you just that's so that seems so contradictory no, to me. No, like you, please you, turn you, that off. No. I am getting high, and no. then you're like at the concert. No. And you're like, you so, know what I need to do is get high. No, what I'm trying to say is like, um, I'm not gonna put on my Spotify and my headphones and listen to heavy metal music when I'm getting high because okay, I yeah. like don't like to be aggressive. But when you're there, it like it's a different experience. It's a actual. Like visual live experience that you can James will find out here in a couple uh, like a month or so. Yeah, you know, we're gonna go concert. to as I, I lie dying. As um, I lie dying. dying. Um, so uh, I went to go see Pantera and I hadn't been smoking weed a whole lot because I was pretty young. Fucking Vinnie Paul from Pantera, the drummer, legendary Vinnie Paul, came up and started smoking uh, this big fat joint with these two people in front of me and my friend who went and they're like, "Here, do you want this?" So my lips fucking have. Touch the joint that Vinnie Paul from Pantera and I love fucking Pantera and I had the same joint. <laughs> so your lips are just this much it closer was, to Vinnie Paul's lips, man. Yeah, dude, it's like I kiss <laughs> Vinnie Paul. That, that for me, that was a pinnacle moment in my life. I love that story. I'm so, I, for some reason, that's I'm just that's, a, that's just such yeah. a perfect story to be immortalized forever on a podcast. Okay, that those are great stories, Nancy. Oh, I grew up around weed my whole life. Like, honestly, I have childhood memories of weed. Like, I remember the first time I went to, like, a middle school party and kids were smoking weed, and I knew for sure that's what that smell was. And as I was taking my first hit, it dawned on me, like, that's what my dad and that room downstairs had always smelled like my whole life. And um, 
But I think one of the best ones was I was in high school, maybe a freshman, and I was walking home from school, and I was walking under an overpass for a freeway in my neighborhood, and I swear to God, underneath the overpass, there was a giant garbage bag full of weed. Now, it was like schwag weed. It was, you know, yeah. homegrown of some kind, but it was weed. It was weed. And so it was just me and my boyfriend at the time, and we took that shit home, and we bagged it up, and I mean, it was like... You know, it was 500 bucks, which was huge back then. And and I just remember being so excited. And now, now if you find it, like, you could smoke it, but what are you going to do with it? It's not like you can make a profit on it anymore. It's well, like it's that. free. You could always make a profit on I it. Was a, I just realized I admitted I sold weed in high school. But it was like, Nancy I didn't think about Wilson. it that way. Right. I didn't N-A-N-C. think about it that way. At that time, I just, we bagged it up, and we were like, this is free weed. We're going to give it to our friends, and in return, they give us money. Like, right. that's honestly what we thought. Right. So, did your parents try to hide the fact that they were weed smokers? Like, no. did your parents no. smoke? Uh, they, so, they did. I think there was a time where they stopped, but it was, as I got a little older, I don't know. I don't know if they ever really stopped. It wasn't, it was definitely not the top of their list of thing to do as, uh, as they recreationally. recreationally, as they got older, but they, with their friends and everything, yeah. But like, there was a time they were when they were skydivers and everything, and yeah, they smoked Halloween, <laughs> you know. And uh, and I do have a similar smell. Like my mom had like this uh, like lamp that was always on the back of their, back of their bed. So I think maybe they used an I don't know an ashtray or something because it wasn't a pipe, but it had that smell. It was weed smell. It was like I was like, oh, I totally respect this smell i totally know this smell so uh yeah yeah it's it's always been part of uh (coughs) life in one way or another i knew definitively cousins who smoked and uncles who smoked and you know it was everywhere you know for an illegal thing people don't know it was was always around right it might as well have been at 7-eleven like pizza Hut sold a lot of weed i know i worked at pizza hut there was I mean, they don't anymore. They're a straight-up honest <laughs> company. But also, if you can't find weed, go to Pizza Hut. Someone has weed at Pizza Hut, I guarantee you. Um, I one time, and your story was great, Nancy. Uh, I one time found a jar of white powder that I was absolutely convinced <laughs> was cocaine. Not only that, but I probably had $20,000 of cocaine hanging out of Marachek Middle School. <laughs> Because that's where drug dealers run through. And it, it, it did turn out to be flour. <laughs> but for that little while, and, and it was weird. Uh, because that's you like when you buy a lottery ticket and you imagine what you're going to do with the money. Right. Like fucking Scarface at 11. Yeah, yeah. But you're, you're like 13 and you're like, huh, how am I going to test this? You know, because if it's cocaine, uh, you know, if we try it, you know, we're going to, it's cocaine, we probably shouldn't try it. But if you, how do you test this? You, you don't know, try it, random white powder. Hands. Yes, you don't. It's a bad don't. idea. Yes. So I don't remember how we tested it and established it was flour. Probably like logic. After like an hour, you they're like, "Look at it." Yeah, I thought about it. I was like, "This is a fucking huge jar of coke. It's a glass jar. Like somebody, <laughs> like they canned it. It was like a lady from like a bottled it from like nineteen thirty. I, I would, but yeah." In relation to your story where you found a lot of real weed, I found a giant thing of flour that I believed was cocaine for a while. So um, I wasn't even high then. I, that is not even a pre-legalization story. That's just me being a dude story. So um, what other pre-legalization? Anybody have another great one that jumps out at, of their head? Well, um, I... When you are a fucking weed smoker, you are MacGyver. And so I had a bunch of how I would fucking core shit out or make uh, pipes out of soda cans and shit. Yeah, I've done that. I mean, real fucking creative. Like, we had nothing like we had now. Like, you know, you'd go to Angelo's and buy a make-your-own-pipe kit, or you had to fucking improvise by um, getting some zigzags or... Um, fucking making cans your pipe and shit. Like, we were fucking creative, man. If we wanted to get high, it didn't, there's nothing standing in our way. We're going to get fucking high. I hated the can pipe. Because of the... Of course, everybody hates the can pipe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... But I, I, I definitely did it. But I, I had a corn cob pipe at different times. I had, like, a... 
it, it was, you know, it was played as an ivory pipe, but it was like fake ivory. It was just like, I don't know, plastic, really hard plastic, and a lot of glass pipes. I had a vast collection of bongs, Dude, man. you were the first person that um, I smoked a steamroller with, that big thing that you dunk in the water. Oh, no, that's a gravity bong. Gravity, is that the gravity yes. bong? See, I'm still ignorant at getting high. With, with the Liberty Bowl. The li- no, well, it was the thing that it was no, no, on no, yeah, like, a tub yeah, of water. Yeah, a tub of water. Yeah, and you, you press it down. Yeah. yeah, fuck but you up. Top I'm bo- serious. Oh, I had the Liberty, yeah. Yeah, the Liberty Bowl. The Liberty Bowl is a fucking huge... Huge bowl. fucking yeah. bowl that like you had you would break up like an eighth an eighth would go in that bowl. Oh, at least at least an eighth would go in that bowl. And That's the crazy. problem, yeah. Well, the problem with a gravity bong is if you put if you put the two liter or whatever bottle you choose to use in there, and then you pull it up too slowly, yeah, that it gets in the water. Well, no, it gets milky. Like the quicker you pull it up, it's thinned out. But a real big asshole friend will pull it up till it's milky. Like it looks like pollution. Like that's like you know what I mean. They're like, and it feels like solution in your lungs. The only time I have ever thrown up, ever smoking weed, was taking too hard of a rip off of a gravity bong in the back of Pizza Hut, and. And uh, it was just so deep, and it was so hard, and I, I literally threw up. That's the only time that ever happened. So, uh, so we had a um, one of our friends had a four foot tall bong that we dubbed Big Papa Puff, and your old roommate was actually the owner of Big Papa Puff, and yeah. we put the Liberty Bell on there, our Liberty uh, Bowl, and talk about throw it up, man. I fucking hit that bong so hard. That I could feel it burning in my whole torso, and I, I couldn't let it. I coughed so bad that I threw up, and it was not a proud moment of mine, for sure. I had a green bong that I got from my friend Kathy Davis, whose name was Garth uh, was Vader Vapor Darth Vapor, I think, or Vader. I don't, I don't remember what it's <laughs> called now. I used to have a hookah. I bought a hookah when I was fucking eighteen years old from the beeper. There's a beeper shop. Oh my god, where Rocky fucking Road is! Where Rocky fucking Road is! In, uh, it all comes around. Yeah, it all comes circle. around. Yeah, uh, and I fucking bought a hookah there that had an alien head that was called Mulder. And fucking, I had that shit since I was 18. I brought it up to Dolan's garage and traveled with me to Florida. I had it in my family forever. I might still have it somewhere. You always name your pieces. Yeah. I still do. Do you still? Uh, on occasion. This this pipe here used to have a nose and it looked like Squidward. No, I named it Squidward and no one else in the family. It was an octopus. And that's because your wife didn't want to name it Squidward. Squidward. Yeah. And you just named it that anyways even though she bought it. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is a true statement. But it was Squidward. And so, no, I've always named. I used to have a uh, long, I used to have a really fucking long pipe. And it was my Gandalf. Oh, yeah. I uh, love the Gandalf, smoking in the Gandalf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that one. And so, yeah, I've had, I don't know, man. I've had a lot of, I've owned a lot of pieces of paraphernalia throughout my life. I don't have them all. I don't know where they always go. Sometimes they pass on like books. Like, I like to share books with people and not expect to give them back. You know, if I give you a book, it's, it's your book. I mean, be good to it, but it's fucking your book. And, uh. I feel like that. I've done that with pieces. Like I have pieces spread around the world that I've given to people. Aww. So that's how you spread your love. That is to your pieces. Yeah, I'm like, who cares? I'll just buy another piece. It's fourteen dollars every seven months. Who cares? If you really go out, it's fifty dollars. I stopped buying bongs a long time ago. Yeah, I've uh, broken way too many of them. I am such a klutz. When I'm high, I'm fucking all thumbs. I accidentally throw them away when I'm cleaning. A couple times, yeah, and weed before it was legal. Yeah, that's always the worst. I've had that happen to me where you're like, you're like, fuck, I can't run down to the store and get weed. No, it's like you're on a road trip. Right. I'm like, well, where am I gonna go in Barstow, California? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that reminds me of the best story that I didn't think of before. Then I was moving down to Florida with my friend, and we had. We were definitely not carrying over an ounce of weed across state lines. But theoretically, if we were, 
We had just left Colorado and entered uh, into New Mexico. <coughs> and my, my original plan was, I'm just going to fucking drive all night, and we'll drive until uh, we get to Carlsbad. Because that's where our goal was, and that's where our hotel was, was the first night. Well, I, we were like 21 years old, driving, as you know, Dave, driving fucking straight through all a long-ass time, and why you, it's tiring as shit. It is exhausting. Yeah. So we stopped in Las Vegas, New Mexico, and... Yeah. No, New Mexico. Really? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we're going down south, we're going to go across Texas. Um, we're going to Carlsbad, uh, New Mexico, before we go to towards Orlando. <laughs> so we get out, and... We get a hotel room. We were smoking a joint. We took the weed upstairs so we didn't want to leave it in the car. And we got up the next morning and we're headed out. We're on our way to Carl's bed. And I looked over and I was like, hey man, fucking let's smoke some weed. And he kind of and he leaned under his seat. And he's like, fuck. He's like, Where's, what do we do with the weed? And I was like, did we leave that shit in the hotel room in New Mexico? And we were thinking, not only did we bring it in, it was such a stoner thing to do. You'd already been smoking weed for a while, so it was such a stoner thing to do. We're like, this weed can't be in the car. Let's bring it inside. When we know we're not going to smoke any more weed, it's perfectly safe in the car. And then once you're inside, you're like, what's even a better idea? Let's put it in a drawer so it's absolutely the fucking safest place it can be. And then you wake up in the morning, and you don't think to look in a drawer. Who the fuck put something in a drawer? Put it in, like, one of your suitcases, a duffel bag. Because it was a, we were already stoned, and the drawer seemed like such a smart... It was next to Giggins' Bible. We were all set, and things were going to be protected. So, yeah, we, we lost, like, a fucking ounce of weed. And then we were like, we're about an hour away. I wonder if we can go back and be like, did you find a little... A little black bag, and by chance not smell it or open it <laughs> in room four zero three, and uh, you know, but we didn't. We just drove on, depressed. <laughs> That's no so problem. sad. And it led to a, an interesting story in uh, New Orleans, but I'll save that story for another time because we filled up a good amount of time. Yeah, not that there's uh, a time limit, but like. It's going to be hard to top that story. That's well, how like, long has it been? It has been 57 minutes. Wow. Right. Yeah, see, when yeah. you're smoking, that's one thing I love yeah. about this podcast. Is you just I think lose time. you're not so nice uh, bud tender today might have been right. Yeah. We was chatting. Thanks, medicine man. Right. Yeah. You know, you're kind of a... You could have smiled prick. more, it sounds yeah. like, or something. I right. don't know what but it was. Weed was good, and that, in the end, is all that's in. There you go. Thank you, Agati. Good job. Yeah, is it not, a god old? It looks like a nail at the end. I yeah, wondered that towards the middle of the show, but I didn't want to, you know. <laughs> we'll look it up and correct it next week. They reimagine cannabis. I I really don't understand what that means, but that's cool. So, um, yeah, so any last big thoughts on, because we'll do a bunch of promotion shit. Yeah. You know, so we'll do a bunch of promotion at the end of the show. So let's just do any last big thoughts on food. Or I'm uh, going to be having some food later. That's, that's a good thing. <laughs> and 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 pre weed stories. You know, any last thoughts on the pre weed stories? Um, none of those. I'm actually going to go left field. Uh, I'm going to revise going back to our last episode of our favorite movies. Um, I just saw a movie last night um, called Booksmart, and it's the best comedy I have seen all year. It's like kind of like a female version of. Uh, super bad, but oh, yeah, yeah. fucking hilarious, absolutely fucking hilarious and smart. And it's you know it it's a very uh, modern sta- tale because it's like um, these two girls are super empowered, but they're um, they have worked so hard to become so great, but then they find out that everybody else is great around them. So it's kind of like a just I remember the trailer for this dude. Movie fucking hilarious. Watch yeah. it. Rent it. Go on demand. Really fucking great movie. I'm. I think I'm. We're looking at Men in Black International. I, I haven't seen I it. I would probably go to Booksmart over Men in Black. Have you seen it? No, I have not. Then why but are you being so unfair to Men in Black? Because it's a Booksmart beautiful is that, franchise. Because Booksmart is that fucking All right. good. All right. It is really fucking good. So, I believe it probably is. I truly, uh, yeah. The, if yeah. you're high watching it, it's even the better. Yeah, the, it was a super cloud funny fucking trailer. So I... Huh. I Glad it played out through the entire movie. 
Nancy? What was the question? <laughs> if you had anything to add to the end of the conversation. Yes, that I forgot to say one of my old time, since it was a pre-legalization was a topic and food, I'm going to combine them. I used to get really high behind my high school and then walk to the nearest, like we had liquor stores that sold liquor and candy and ice cream and strawberry shortcakes, those little like bars on a stick that were covered in these crunchy nuggets and oh my god, they were so good on a really hot day and they get all soft and mushy. Those were the bomb. I really, really love those and I miss those. Very good. Strawberry shortcakes, yeah. Yeah. And I talk a lot already so I have no ending comments on the subject and I probably will say some more stupid shit before we're completely out of here. Um, But... I guess we'll bounce back some advertising. I'll tell you what I'm doing with advertising. You tell me all the things that I don't remember to say. Yeah, so uh, remember that you can check us out on Patreon. Not Patron, Patreon. Um, Spotify, SoundCloud, and um, James just set us up on YouTube Live. Yeah, we... we is it called YouTube Live? No, it's just, uh, it's just YouTube. Okay, I'm so ignorant. And yeah, no, we just... Uh, a couple people... Some better than other pointed out that, like, they have weird issues getting into some of those platforms, and it's because you had to fill out, you know, your name and everything on SoundCloud, and and, and these kind of things. It, it's a huge use thing, but, like, one of our buddies, Sean, was having a weird way to get into it. So we put it onto YouTube so that everybody has access, even if you don't know a whole lot of technology. But YouTube is only part of the scenario. You can listen to us absolutely everywhere that... You're on almost every platform right now. Yeah. And you can find us on Facebook. and uh, We have Twitter. We, do, we have like maybe two nothing. people on Twitter. Yeah, we it's don't at see. the High Podcast. No, at High Podcast. That's not how much I, I'm not checking the Twitter because it's not real big right now, but at High Podcast. P-O-T-C-A-S-T. At High Podcast. Yeah. I'm remembering this now. Uh, yeah. I am remembering it. See, she's writing notes. I can't... If I hear something, I'll lose it. But if I hear something and I write it down, then I Just usually once, then, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It's in your brain. And, uh... I hot... I'm high on Twitter. I'll just write it all down. But I'm also Spot. posting links to all this shit here in the next couple days. Um, so, at High Podcast is Twitter. Um, uh, you can find us on Facebook. My High Podcast. P-O-T-C-A-S-T. But um, we really want you to email us, like show ideas. Um, if you want to sponsor with us, we are on Venmo. Um, I don't have that thing because it's kind of put on the spot, but I have a Venmo set up. Uh, but we're actually coming up with our like donations, and we're going to be figuring that out in between we're seasons. We're going to have so many ways to ask you for money. Just hold on. Yeah. I know so, you've been waiting all this yeah, time. Yeah, but if you just, just want to like beat, you know, beat everybody else to uh, sponsor the show or whatnot, um, you can email us at themilehighpodcast at gmail.com at gmail.com. That one's gmail.com. Yeah. And then we have our own personal emails. Uh, we have james at themilehighpodcast.net and all dick pics and shitty comments go to him. That's right. And then redbeard at milehighpodcast.net as mine and you don't send me dick pics, please. Uh, but comments are appreciated. Feedback and if you want to sponsor the show, redbeard at milehighpodcast.net. We've been pretty shitty. Like, we've forgot to do this, like, the last few weeks, so we're kind of going a little overboard today, but <laughs> but now we have everything set. We have all our social media set up. We have, we're fucking growing leaps and bounds. Uh, we're creating some buzz around Denver a little bit, just because we're, we're pretty chatty fuckers when it comes to buying our weed, so we're like, hey, listen to our show. We'll mention you. So, you know, yeah. people are starting to build a little bit here. And we're going to, we're going to a lot of different, uh, we're going to a lot of different dispensaries. My goal is to go to ones that I've never been to, and I have. I actually went to one that I've never been to, but and not for the show. Out. Yeah, no, but I went to a different <laughs> new one this week as well. I was like, oh, I'm going to check out this dispensary, and it was a completely different new one. Um, but, yeah, so that's how you get in contact with us. That's how you find us. Uh, we're welcome for, like, anything, man. If you just want to talk, like, we're here. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, if you want to join the show, you know we have a fourth chair that you can be a part of the round table. Um, if you're a musician, if you're a comedian, uh, when you can come in and you know we'd love to get high with you, hang out. Right. You know, if you want to 
do the show with us. Fucking A. But no magicians. No okay. mimes. Um, well, no mimes. mimes. Yeah, mimes are, yeah. yeah. That yours, makes sense. <laughs> yours was probably more accurate. My, mine will be funnier in playback. <laughs> so, um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, got any, you know, get a hold of us. Uh, Check we, us out, share yeah, what we're doing. Right. You know how this works. You do it to everybody else. Why not do it to us? So, we will be off next week, which if you're listening to this in six months from now, doesn't fucking matter to you because you don't notice that it won't be around next week. But uh, I'll be in Vegas. I'll try to put a couple things up on the YouTube channel from Vegas. I'll, I'll try a couple things. We'll see. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So from all of us here at the Mile High Podcast, thank you for listening to our shit. And we'll Happy be Friday the 13th, guys. Yeah. 20 years since the last time Friday the 13th had and a And there's full another week. one. Oh, it's not both, though. That's no. what it was. Uh, in December, right. though. Good night, guys. Ah. Yeah, we're out. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Podcast. Contact us at themilehighpodcast.com. That's themilehighpodcast.com.